This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder. I am a certified positive parenting educator and family life coach, and I am the founder of Fresh Start Family Online. And together with my husband, Terry, we love pouring our hearts into this show, and we aim every week to create just encouraging, motivating, inspiring messages around relationships and parenting and family life. So I I hope you will enjoy today's episode, and I also want to remind you to make sure that you are subscribed to our show. So if you pop over to iTunes and you um, make sure you hit that little subscribe button, you will always be notified when we have a new episode drop. And I know you do not want to miss any of the good content we have coming this year. We have so many incredible guests planned and so many um, great conversations on the horizon that Terry and I um, have just been, you know, talking about in our own homes, going through in our own parenting journey, and we are really excited to continue just to support and encourage you in your parenting journey this next year. So without further ado, enjoy this episode and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode. We are interviewing Maggie McCauley from The Peaceful Project, all about four ways to raise compassionate, unified kids. Welcome, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Yes, oh my goodness, Maggie, thank you for being on. We have been working on this for how many months now to have you on the show? Like five, six, right? Five, five or six Persistence. It's been a... Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, but I knew it was going to be worth the wait because um, I love what you're doing. I love your work. I love you. Um, I had the pleasure of spending a weekend with Maggie um, a few, maybe last fall, um, in a uh-huh. Your Infinite Life classroom, and um, I just fell in love. I was like, Maggie, you're adorable. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm so happy to have you on, and the work you're doing in the world is really, really important and spectacular. Mm. So, yay. So let me guys, let me tell you a little bit more about Maggie and about what we're going to cover today. So our topic today is four ways to raise compassionate, unified kids. And we're going to, Maggie's going to kind of break us, break that down into four different um, ways we can do that. Number one, the, and she's going to talk about the value in identifying and living from one's core's value, core values. She's going to talk about the importance of trust and how to make trust important visible, workable in the classroom, family, and world. We'll talk about the importance of understanding and feeling feelings, and also the vital skills of resolving conflict peacefully. 
Mm. And the reason why um, we wanted to have Maggie on the show is because she is just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. Maggie is a certified parenting educator. She created a company called Wholehearted Parenting back in 2000. She's also a Your Infinite Life training and coaching company course leader and certified coach. She teaches the Remembrance course and the Freedom to Be course, which you hear Terry and I talk about all the time on this show. It's just the most wonderful coursework ever. And then she also serves as the executive director of the Peaceful Project, which is your Infinite Life's nonprofit arm. Is that right, Maggie? Um, it, well, it was formed by or founded by Pam Dunn right? in 2004. Uh, she felt uh, the need to do something uh, empowering after Columbine. Oh, that yes. was, yeah. That's Pam's why for having founded the Peaceful Project. It is a standalone five hundred one c three nonprofit organization. Awesome! Yeah. Wow, oh, what, yeah. what a what a wonderful reaction to such an awful tragedy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, mm-hmm. our, our mission in the Peaceful Project is. Uh, so here, I'm going to read it out so that it's, <laughs> I guess it's properly. Um, the Peaceful Project's mission is to empower individuals through dynamic and experiential programs that foster peaceful relationships based on personal responsibility, collaboration, and leadership. And so we have programs that go into schools. We have programs that we do over weekends. Um, and uh, we, we base all of our work on four core values. Uh, one is curiosity, which if you've taken freedom to be, you know one of the first things that we talk about in that and in the remembrance course is the concept of learning and protection. And that the basis of learning is really getting curious, getting curious about what's going on inside of you, getting curious about what's going on with other people. So what we do is demonstrate and encourage curiosity to open ourselves to possibilities and, and that's what we foster with, with young kids, an exploration. Uh, in, in our class, uh, our workshop, Community and Unity, where we go into schools, uh, we break into small groups and have discussions where kids can explore things like trust and their values and how they're going to apply this to challenges in their life. Our wow. second core value is creativity. Um, And we use creativity to solve problems and to seek solutions. So by, you know, moving into that space of learning or openness, we are more creative. And we're we're much more flexible. Um, Confidence is our third one. And we teach that through open-hearted vulnerability. Um, We share ourselves when we work with kids. um, So we model confidence. And uh, our fourth one, I wish it started with a C so we could have four C's, but it starts (laughs) with an L. (laughs) It's listening. And so we build trust by being a listener rather than some kind of advisor with kids. We ask a lot of questions. And so that fosters their curiosity. It also fosters their confidence and their ability to listen to themselves and to other people. I love it. So curious, curiosity, creativity. The third C was what again? Confidence. That's right. 
So yeah, gosh, you guys, you guys and listening. So you guys can imagine, you know, if you can think of all of our children in the school systems being mentored in these four incredible life skills. How amazing, right? So gosh, what you guys are doing through the Peaceful Project is so important. So I love, I love hearing more about that program. And before we even go more down that, because I do, I want to hear so much more. I want to hear everything that you're going to teach us today, Maggie. But I want to just start with also just a little personal story about how you found this work. How did you go down this route of what you've become now? Because I know there had to be a reason why you became a parenting teacher, which then probably led yes. you to become a life coach and personal development leader, right? Yeah, so how did all, what's your story? How did it all start? <laughs> it's kind of a long and winding road. Uh, I mean, I've done um, a lot of different things. Uh, I was a professional dancer. Um, I worked in I worked as a correctional uh, counselor in a prison. Wow. Um, I mean, I've I've been um, I worked as a systems engineer <laughs> in IT. So it's been this long and winding road. What a life! Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everything pretty much has converged now. Everything that I've learned really has converged. And I, I have to say, it was my daughter. Uh, who really brought me down this path? Um, when when she started saying no, <laughs> <laughs> it was like I had no clue what to do with that because uh, I grew up. I've told this story in in parenting classes that that I've taught. Uh, and, um, you know, I grew up in an Air Force family. My dad was in the service, and we traveled a lot. I went went to five different elementary schools. Wow. I was always the new the new kid in school and um there no was not an option yeah in in our family you said yes sir yes and when it was appropriate you said no sir (laughs) (laughs) um but just saying no to a request was just not even on the radar right um and so when my daughter said no to me i it was it blew my mind it was i i had no skills to deal with that and what came up was a classic power struggle you know those feelings of well i will make you do this right. and i do and i didn't want to go there i knew i did not want to do that and so i took a parenting course and i found it absolutely fascinating um it answered all my questions it defined a power struggle and so uh it i, I just remember sitting on the couch coming up with two positive choices to get her (laughs) when she said no and that was even hard it was like well you could do this or you could do what I just said right (laughs) (laughs) you know so just that that was all going into learning you know that was creating that space to be flexible and creative rather than just go to that wall of it's got to be the way I envision it yeah and um my daughter today is uh, going to be 23 years old this Aww. year, and honestly, uh, you know, we we took her to the airport to go back to college in California on Sunday, and we had a momentous uh, moment of empathy of something that. So the growth continues. I mean, Aww. the learning continues uh, for her, and I mean for me as a parent. With a 23-year-old, it does not stop. The journey doesn't stop. 
Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you. But then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. So after I took the parenting course, I became an instructor uh, um, of the parenting course and started doing workshops and then got involved in your infinite life and went down the path of becoming what we call course leaders now. And And sorry to uh, interrupt, Maggie. How did you get invited to your infinite life? Uh, It was suggested for all instructors of this parenting course that I taught that we go and attend a course. This is back when it was called something different. Right. Got it. Uh, Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so I took uh, what was what was what has become the remembrance course and totally blew my socks off. Right. (laughs) Uh, I had never experienced anything like that. And it was quite a while before I became an instructor that that was, um, you know, I continued doing the parenting work and uh, uh, then became an instructor with your infinite life and a coach with your infinite life. Um, What I've done the longest is is wholehearted parenting. Cool. Well, and we've said this so many times, but our kids just often do become our biggest teachers or our catalyst for change. So uh, what a wonderful thing that you listened to your heart in that moment, and it set off a completely different trajectory for both of your lives. It really did. It did. And um, 
it, it was wonderful to take the parenting course with my husband for both of us to take it. Nice. So then we could speak that language and, yeah. uh, you know, assess things the same way. Yeah. And, uh, so I found that our daughter has, has grown into this amazing, um, uh, just her level of social emotional learning, uh, is, is so incredibly high. The way that she handles issues at school, uh, and with friends, um, how, how she, uh, is sensitive yet assertive. Um, she, uh, she has been my greatest teacher. Definitely. And continues to be continues to be. That is so Um, awesome, Maggie. That's how we feel about Stella. And that's how she is in the world too, you know, and it's like, so impactful and beautiful to see the effect of all this work, you know, that they, they naturally, you know, get exposed to or get because, you know, we step into it and then they step into it and they're the reasons we stepped into it. And it just results in beautiful relationships, beautiful humans. And it's just so cool to hear that. And and listeners, listeners, you know, this is great that you're listening to this podcast. It's wonderful to maybe read a book or follow somebody on Instagram, but this type of change doesn't happen unless you get into a course and adopt a lifestyle right? and you won't regret it, but you got to step into learning. So we're so glad that you're here. And if you're thinking, okay, that sounds interesting. Take the next step. You won't regret it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That is so true. That is so true. And there's so much that you learn from others when you're in that course with them. Yeah. Um, so, so after, um, you know, teaching these courses and, uh, I became the executive director of the peaceful project, um, which really is, is another just huge joining of everything, uh, that, that I'm, that I'm about. Um, and again, having grown up in a, a family in the military, peace is something that was on my mind. Um, since I was a, a, a little girl, um, and it, I always felt confounded uh, about why there wasn't peace in the world. Yeah. Um, and so this has become um, a wonderful mission for me and a way to take action in the world one child's heart at a time. Because um, mm. I think that's where it starts. I love that, um, Maggie. Were you born um, like during Vietnam or somewhat around it? Or like were you a child um, and who wit- was like witnessing that when you were growing up? Um, well, I was, uh, Vietnam was happening when I was in high school. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, yeah. Yeah. So that happened when I was in high school. And, uh, but my dad and I did talk a lot about bombs. Right. right. <laughs> did in the in the service which was to fly atomic bombs around the world and wow. you know Heavy. yeah it so was a pretty fascinating yeah wow uh, so cool. uh <clears throat> yeah and we ducked under desks like that was going to do something if they if right. they dropped the bomb there were you know it, it's it's there was always the threat of that growing up just like today that students right. are unfortunately experiencing the threat of an active shooter right in, in schools break my heart it does Um, Mm. I think it's um, always so fascinating though to hear like you know like how it's just that that seed of peace was in you from a very young age and and I just love hearing that you acknowledge that because it's like a gift that that you got blessed with and then you really did something with it and now like what you do in the world really does something to help spread peace and it's 
it's really moving for me. So <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Okay. Well, let's beautiful. Thank you so much for telling us about just your journey. And let's, I want to hear all your wisdom and I want to he- like, tell us what you do when you guys like step into classrooms or you, um, you know, are teaching youth, how, like, what, how does it start? And tell us how you walk them through these four points. So the first one we have on our list is the value in identifying and living from one core's values, one's core values. And let me ask you this before we, we get started with this is, um, is there an age root group of like how, um, like who you work with and, and how do you choose the schools that the peaceful project goes in and works with? Um, how does that work? All good questions. Um, uh, we have a, let me tell you first about the programs that we do because that will define the ages and answer that question for you. Um, we have a program called Community and Unity, and that's a social emotional learning program that we do in elementary through high school. Generally, we've done it in elementary and middle school. Um, and we've worked with second graders through middle schoolers with this program. Um, and again, it's a social emotional learning program. Actually, all of our programs are social, yeah. social emotional learning experiences. And, uh, we, um, can go into a school for a single lesson or, what we prefer is to go over the long run and go in once a month uh, and work with an entire grade level uh, for the entire school year. Nice. And we usually and prefer to begin with a workshop for the teachers on the value of social emotional learning, what the components of that are, what it looks like, and how to embed that in your classroom. Uh, So that's how we usually begin. And uh, we have another program that we're rolling out this year called Us Attitudes. That's for in the school system as well. And that's for middle and high school students. Um, Mm. You know, I I don't know if you've ever seen a child who has been uh, assigned to work on a group project in school, but everyone that I know absolutely hates it. Right. Because... (laughs) They, they don't, they usually complain so-and-so isn't doing their part. I don't know what to do if this happens. And, you know, that is a, a team. So us attitudes is about how do you work on a team? What, how do you lead? How do you follow? How do you cooperate? What do you do if somebody doesn't do their part? How do you encourage them? What are the words to use? Uh, So this is for middle and high school students to know how to work on a team and they actually create a project during the six weeks that we're with them doing this. That's so cool. It is. It's a very exciting course. And then we do Freedom to Be and Embracing Life Experience for LGBTQ plus uh, youth. And we've been doing that in Broward County, Florida through a grant that we get from the Broward Sheriff's Office. And that course wow. is open to LGBTQ plus young people, to their family members who would like to come, their allies and advocates. It's open to um, also to professionals who work with that population, with uh, LGBTQ plus right. youth. 
and uh, our work in support organizations. Uh, and it's absolutely tuition free to come in and attend this weekend course. It's um, amazing. It's, it's great. Wow. It's great. We have one coming up in uh, May of 2020. Nice. So, and that one's in Florida. That in, one's in, in, Broward Broward, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, and we're hoping to bring that to other other places as well. We are definitely open to doing that. So um, those are, and we also do the remembrance course for LGBTQ plus youth. Yeah. Uh, we've done that in Florida as well. So um, to get back to um, those, are, that kind of fills in the age group uh, yes. for the freedom to be in remembrance course for the LGBTQ plus uh, youth. They're usually 14 and above. Got it. Uh, that okay. age. Group. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I'm thinking as you talk about those courses, I've heard some stories of, um, like, literally how that, that saved lives. And it's really moving. Yeah. And it, it's like, oh my gosh, so what you're doing there is so special and, and yeah. fantastic. And and then I've heard stories from the, the classroom with um, the work you're teaching in the Peaceful Project that is so moving and, like, literally changing, <laughs> saving lives. So it's all just fantastic. <laughs> So good. It, it is amazing. It's amazing to see and uh, to be a part of. So uh, we do talk about identifying core values uh, and how to live from them in all of our courses. Um, and with the youngest students, uh, uh, that's one of the very first things we do in Community and Unity. That's like foundational in Community and Unity. And we do that by... Uh, talking about who they value, who they admire in their lives. Um, it could be someone in their family. Many times they pick their mom or an aunt or their dad or a grandparent. Uh, it could be somebody who uh, is an athlete that they yeah. admire. Sometimes it is that. Uh, someone in history, uh, someone living or not living, someone in a fiction book. Some people, some young kids have picked Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> Um, we've, we've even had young kids pick their dog. <laughs> oh, that's Which, so cute. You know, if they can identify characteristics that they love about their dog, then that's cool. They can go with their dog, yes. you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have a big poster that has a lot of characteristics on it. And they can pick from those or identify their own. And they create an I am statement that says, for instance, I am curious, brave, and loving. Nice. And they write this down. And we have them, depending on their age, say it 15 times a day. Uh, for older ones, 50 times a day. And we explain to, to them that, you know, the Navy SEALs do this. Nice. This is not something that's out there. Uh, and it will actually change how you see yourself in the world. It will give you... Uh, a go-to place if you're wondering, how do I handle this uh, fight that I had with my sister or the fact that my mom is mad at me or right. we have a big test coming up and I am scared. Um, right. I feel scared. So they can go to that. And we do exercises in the course room with them uh, together and with partners, uh, having them say their I am statement aloud 
to their classmates and then oftentimes to everyone in the classroom and everyone responds yes you are so <laughs> that they cool. can it's so great it's so great and um we we introduced community and unity last year in durango colorado so now we've done it in four different states which is really exciting and um they we had we worked with these young kids over two days the first day one little girl just did not want to stand up and do her i am statement in front of everybody she just didn't want to do it and that's great the next day she came up to bill and said okay i want to go first so it was just great and her i am statement was just the sweetest thing and she just beamed when everybody said yes you are so That's we cool. we encourage teachers to create their their own I am statements as well and to use these in the classroom. If a new kid comes into the room, a new student, have them create their I am. Everybody do the exercise and share their I am with each other. Nice. And uh, yeah, if things are stressful, refer to your I am statement. Yeah, remember who you are. And listeners, and yes. you know, this is such a beautiful concept that we, we talk about in the work at Fresh Air Family. We cover it, Your Infinite Life. It's such a foundational, you know, um, practice, like you said. And um, if you want to have your kids hear more about this, they can, Stella and yep. her friend Aubrey did an episode on that. Yes. I don't know if you remember what number, but um, it might have been like well, 10 just, or 12. Just but... go and look through um, Fresh Start Family Show episodes and you'll see um, Stella's episode. Yeah. And, um, and there's I am statement in the description. Yeah, it's, so but it's really, it. it's really cute. Her and her Aubrey yeah. went through and did taught oh kids gosh. how to do it. Yeah. So, and we've got I am statements hanging up that. around our house. Yeah. And um, I often bring it up to people in the workplace or to friends that are struggling and they don't know what this is. And um, it's, it is very powerful. So that's amazing that you're, um, you're introducing that concept so early on um, yes. to help give people a sense of um, belonging and understanding and then mutual respect once people get to hear who the other person is. I think so many people, um, especially when we talk about this whole peaceful project being born out of something like Columbine, um, you got to think there's so many kids going by that feel like they don't belong or they're misunderstood and then it's their emotions and not knowing what to do with them that get them in trouble and end up making a horrific mistake. So this is just such a beautiful way just to get right at it, get right at the heart of it um, from an early age to where you're, yeah. you literally could be undoing these future tragedies. So I think it's beautiful work. Um, oh, thank you. And I love that your daughter did that uh that podcast, I'm going to share that. I'm going to go find it and share it. Yeah. For kids to be teaching kids, um, another thing that kids do with this I am is, you know, we all forget. We all act in ways sometimes that is not in alignment with our I am. Right. Uh, you know, we might feel scared. We might act mean. Um, so they learn, number one, to separate the behavior you know, for, from who we really are sure. to separate that behavior and also to hold each other accountable. Um, there's a story from a school uh, in Fort Lauderdale that um, a principal shared with me. Um, there is a, a little girl was coming to school. I think she was in the third or fourth grade. Her mom had like cut her hair off because her mom didn't 
was mad at her that she didn't wash her hair enough. Mm. And so out of anger, her mom cut her hair. So this isn't about the whole parenting route we'd go down and talking about. Right, that, right. <laughs> which is a whole different story. Yes. There, we'll bite right? our tongue. Okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, but what happened is the teacher said to her class, and this closet had had community and unity the day before. Wow. She said, this is how she's walking into the, the classroom today. I think her mom had actually shaved her head. Mm-hmm. And so when she, you know, um, when she came in, they all gathered around her and told her how much they loved her and how, uh, how pretty she was and that how they treasured their friendship with her. And just they were so supportive. Then this little boy who had not been there when she, the teacher announced that the little girl was coming in with her different hair, uh, he came in and he started uh, saying some things to her that were shaming. Yeah. Well, without the teachers saying a word, two of the kids got up, went over to him, stood between him and the girl, and said that, and said to him, "That's not who you are." To talk to her <laughs> that way. Literally crying right now because it's so represent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, they didn't shame him. They right. they remembered his I am, and they said, that's not who you are. <laughs> and so to me, that is one of the most profound um, examples of how kids in the classroom um, learn and hold one another accountable and become a self-regulating classroom. <sighs> the teacher had nothing to do with that. Yeah. They managed that themselves. They had the confidence to do it and the skills to do it. And they did it without shaming him. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of 
parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions. FreshStartFamilyOnline.com forward slash firm and kind. Exactly, because that's what's, that's kind of the missing element, right, of so many like anti-bullying campaigns is, you know, it's like they teach kids how to call kids out and that takes a lot of courage and it doesn't always happen. But then there's not that element of like, that's not who you are. Like that, that is such the missing piece, right? That is so beautiful that you guys teach. Well, that's a a great segue to into um, our next point of the importance of trust and how to make um, trust important, visible, workable in the classroom, in the family and in the world. So let's talk about that, that topic of trust. Okay, well, trust, uh, trust, you guys know, is so foundational to every relationship. Um, I mean, Stephen Covey talks about trust and trust accounts in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I know you probably talk about it in your parenting course. Yeah. Um, And so we talk about the value of trust with kids. And... um, you know, it, it, trust is a, is within all of us, and the ability to trust. More importantly, even is our willingness to show up as being trustworthy. And so, we do uh, an agreement with kids uh, where they agree to show up as trustworthy, and they make this agreement with one another. They partner up and they say their trust agreement to one another uh, if they're willing. You know, it's not something that they have to do. We have rarely, if ever, found anybody who's not willing. And, you know, if they hesitate around some of the agreement, we certainly talk about it and what's up for them with that. So, for instance, they they say, I will listen to you, which is, you know, listening is one of the core values. I will listen to you. Another one is, I will not talk about you behind your back. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of times that may be the hardest one, especially for like adolescent girls. Yes. Um, That could be a tough one uh, because there's a lot of social things going on at at that age. Uh, So we talk about that and we talk about which of these are the hardest to do. How are you going to use your I am statement to do this? Um, And what do you do if you find yourself not showing up in this way, Uh, which is you Start again. You right. re- make a new agreement. You re-agree to say, hey, I'm going to show up as being trustworthy. And what kids have said about doing this exercise is that they feel safer coming to school. Um, they feel like they can be heard. Uh, it is a measure of leadership to say, hey, I'm going to show up as trustworthy. Yeah. Um, and it, it just offers a comfort and safety where kids can learn. Um, they feel more comfortable coming into the classroom. And so, again, this is an exercise teachers can do uh, with their kids, with their students, uh, multiple times. You know, and if a new child comes into the classroom, include them in doing it. So they, are, they, 
recreate the trust agreement with one another, and it's so powerful. Uh, we yeah. we use this with adults. Uh, yeah. You know, when when your infinite life goes into businesses, uh, they use the trust agreement, and there are more components to it. Uh, with the younger kids, they each get a card that's so cool that has four of them on the back. Um, and one of them, another is if I have an issue with you, I will come to you and talk about it. It's wonderful. It's so good. I love that it's being presented, you know, in this format by leaders, by teachers, where they really get the information. Because I've tried to make Stella do this with her friends. And she, you know, it was like classic, <laughs> like, oh, great. My mom's a parenting educator and like this life coach. And she tries to do this weird stuff with me. But like, I remember there was a fight where, with like three oh, yeah. girls where I, I did. I was like, you, you, every, I need everyone to do this. And that was like the one time that she allowed me to do it. And then there was another time she was having a party and it was like 15 girlfriends coming over. And I was like, we should do the trust agreement in the beginning. She was like, mom, don't be weird. <laughs> but it is like, and you know what happened? We didn't do it. And you know what happened? There was drama. Do you remember there was oh, drama yeah, that I night? Remember. It was 11, yeah. it was like 11 year old girls. It was a, it was so cute. Stella wanted to plan this Christmas party and have her girlfriends over. And it really was a great party, but it ended in drama and somebody talking behind someone's back and somebody making a mistake and, and so, you know, I bit my tongue, but afterwards I wanted to say, see, Stella, if we would have just done that trust agreement <laughs> in the beginning, like nobody would have. But it really is powerful. I've done that agreement in the classroom, and it really does help hold you accountable and remind you that it's not who you are to talk behind people's back. And if and I love that aspect of if you have a problem, you go talk to that person. Like that is a life skill that children need to be mentored on, that, you know, I was never mentored on that growing up, but what if you were mentored on that from a very young age that it's okay, conflict is normal, and you can do this. You can go look at them in the eye and say, hey, let's go have a walk. Let's talk about this, you know? Like, it's, they can do this. And and grown adults, we we see it um, a lot too. We had it happen in our neighborhood a few years ago. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but it's like grown adults sitting there talking about one specific neighbor. And I'm like, well, have you gone and talked to him? Right. And so we just (laughs) went up and talked to him and it started this whole chain reaction of unity instead of people just talking about somebody behind their back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's good. Okay. What's Um, next, Terry? Next up, we've got the importance of understanding and feeling feelings. Oh, this is a big one. Feel the feels. <laughs> Feel the feels. It is a big one, isn't it? Yes. So oftentimes we confuse um, expressing our feelings with feeling our feelings. Mm-hmm. And especially around the feeling of mad, we could get into trouble in yeah. our relationships. Things may not turn out the way we like them to or we, we, would, we, would, we want them to. Um, so we teach kids as young as in the second grade, and they get it, that um, it is vital to feel your feelings and then decide what you want to do. And we go through how you do that. Uh, how you feel it as an energy in your body. Where is it in your body? Because feelings are in our bodies. Right. And how you let it expand in your body and then you let it go. Um, so we do this exercise with them as young as second grade. And uh, uh, we identify with them the five core feelings of mad, sad, hurt, afraid, and happy. And the difference between you know feeling it 
in your body, letting that energy course through your body and then letting it go. Nice. Uh, the difference between that and then what they want to do next to handle with someone else what's going on. So um, I'll share a profound story about that. Um, in uh, one of the community and uni programs I was teaching in Fort Lauderdale, uh, a little boy shared uh, for the very first time, no one knew this, that his two-year-old brother had died. Mm-hmm. And his mom was uh, not in the United States. She was in Haiti. He was with his dad. He felt like this young child felt like he couldn't talk to his dad about it because if he cried about it with his dad, his dad would lose it. Um, and so he had never spoken about it or cried about it. And the way he showed up was this very angry, tense uh, right. child. You could just see it in his body. He uh, he was a beautiful child, and but tense, like uh, and and just angry. Yeah. And uh, and so in the our circle when we were sharing about feelings, he burst into tears, and he cried for probably five minutes. And the, his classmates had their hand on his back, or they sat there with him. They were present to him. And at the end of this class, he was like a different child. He came running up to hug us goodbye. He came and hugged me goodbye. <laughs> um, oh, and, and he was so closed before. He would not touch anyone. He was ready to hit somebody. Yeah. Um, he was transformed through that experience and could really be who he was after sharing that and seeing that people were there for him and that it was okay to cry and that he had a community of classmates who yeah. were there. So to learn that feelings are okay, that feelings can teach us about ourselves, that none of them are bad, um, none of them need to be shut down or compartmentalized or ignored. Um, they're just meant to be felt and experienced. And then you decide how you want to handle the situation from that space. So kids get to identify what their feelings are, and that's the first step, uh, is to be able to say what that feeling is that they're having. Which is a giant practice. Isn't it? (laughs) That in itself is like crazy for kids to learn. It is. That's why we keep it so simple with those five core feelings. Because really, you could take any feeling and kind of trickle it down, Mm. dilute it down, or distill it down into one of those. And we experiment with that in the classroom. Like we'll say, I say, okay, if I feel um, frustrated, what would that be? Or if I feel furious, what would that be? And they could distill that down into mad. Or if I feel joyous, they would distill that down into happy and so on. Nervous. Or heartbroken. Nervous, nervous would be scared, right? Worried yeah. would be scared. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Or heartbroken would be sad. Right. Uh, or devastated could be sad. You know, so we practice how do you define what you're feeling and then what do you do? And then So that, that's a yeah. real big chunk of what we teach. And that does lead into the next one. <laughs> yeah, the vital skills of resolving conflict peacefully. 
Yeah, and you could see how the I am fits into this and then the trust agreement and then understanding and feeling the feelings that you have. So we do something called the peace table in uh, Community and Unity, and that's where one student will invite another one to come sit down and talk about uh, an upset that they have. And we really encourage teachers to have a dedicated place in their classroom where they can do this. Uh, and if not, you know, kids can pick a place. Um, and then there are some steps that, that we go through. We provide each of the teachers with a big poster, a laminated poster that have these steps on it. And one student, they both begin by saying their I am statement uh, to one another so that they can then pick which of these characteristics am I going to come from in talking about what happened with this friend and the, uh, the other person can see the other person from that highest light, from their I am. Awesome. So that's their first step. And then they begin with a feeling, I felt when, and they're very specific in stating how that happened, what happened. Like I felt uh, sad or mad or hurt or afraid when you pushed me the right. other day. Um and then they say, what I want is, awesome. and it could be what I want is for you to touch me gently or uh, keep your hands with you by your body, um, whatever it may be. And they ask, will you? And then they get their agreement. If they get their agreement, the other person can say their side of what happened and have a dialogue. If not, they can come back. If in asking the person to come to the peace table, if they don't want to, they're too upset, they don't have time, just don't want to, uh, ask again. Awesome. Respect their no and ask again. Yes, I love that you're teaching yeah. the skill of persistence. So many people give up, you know, that like whether you're a parent or kids, like, they're like, well, I tried that, it didn't work. And it's like, no, you got to exactly. really be persistent and have faith and courage to keep going, yes. keep trying. I yeah. love that. Maggie, you know what's so cool? Stella just created a kid's lesson on how to do this for our Bonfire membership community. I just emailed oh it out gosh. to the members um, last night, actually, and it's so cute. She goes through, she teaches, you know, the kids exactly how to do what you just said. You know, we call uh -huh. it a win-win in, in that work, but... Um, it's really cool to see kids knowing how to do this, learning how to do this, and then finding the courage to actually do it, right? There's like all those different parts yeah. of it is you can learn how to do it, you can know how to do it, and then to actually have courage. And I love the idea where a classroom would actually have a table somewhere designated because this, th without yeah. that, it, it's, it, it is pretty foreign, right? Like, it, you know, Estella now is yeah. in the sixth grade and... And if there was, there is not a peace table in her room. So it's like, I think it's harder to be like, hey, let's do a, let's do peaceful conflict negotiation when it's not like a designated thing, you know? So I yeah. love that they, they make it like, this is what we do in this classroom. This mm -hmm. is where you go. This is the, you know, this is how yeah. we expect you to resolve conflicts. And if you come to me, I'll direct you to the peace table. Well, that acts yeah, as a so reminder great. too. Like it's a physical reminder mm -hmm. in there that this happens. Yeah. And this is a part of life, and that's there as a reminder when you're in the heat of the moment or, or afterwards to to use it instead of you feeling like how you're describing. If it's not there, it yeah. might feel this, like this foreign, abstract thing, and you're just like, ah, that seems like a lot of work. A lot of work, right? <laughs> yeah. 
it's so true. And so teachers do put the poster up on the wall next to the peace table. It can become a part of their classroom culture. Yeah. And and that is so valuable. Um, you know, the age of your daughter uh, and working with kids here in Santa Fe of that age, um, sometimes they are hesitant to do it because especially outside of the group that uh, that I'm working with them in. It may not be in a classroom. It may be a separate group, like an after-school group or something. And so to take it home, to take it to their friends at home is a big step. It does require courage. Yes. And so the more, the younger that they can learn that, the better so that it is a part of their go-to set of tools. And then to go through the words to use with, with older girls, you know, especially in that adolescent middle school age group to where they do, they can use their I am statement to step into doing this. And it really does, the the willingness to ask a friend to come to the peace table shows how much you value your friendship with them. Yeah, because it is so common, especially in that age group, right? I think with with all kids, I've actually seen it for many, many years. So I've seen it in my son with like his little buddies when they come over and, and I've seen it in my daughter a lot right now. But kids don't have this life skill. So they just go, well, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Fine. I'm going home. I'm leaving you. I'm done with you. You know, like that's the, it's a quitting mentality of like, this isn't going to work. So I have to either threaten you or, um, like uh, there was one point when someone Stella had a little band and there was a conflict. And so one girl was like, well, fine, I quit. I quit the band. And so you see that a lot, right? Like, and, and, um, and so it's so, bring such hope to think that kids are getting mentored in this ability to have this life skill where you don't, you don't have to do that. Like it's actually, it's not right. true. You're not going to, you're not going to never be friends again. Like you live next door, dude. You're not, <laughs> like you can go home right now, but don't, don't just say, I feel mad. I, I'm, I'm leaving. Or like, instead of like, that's it. I'm not yeah. going to, I'm like, so it's just, I, I love win-wins, but it is like, I mean, I love peaceful conflict negotiation and that you're, you're, you guys are teaching that yeah. so well. It's beautiful. And that is, that is such a great example of expressing a feeling rather than feeling it first. Yes. You know, <laughs> I'm mad. I don't like this. I quit. I'm right out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, or even the, like those situations of like the little neighbor boy being for him to be able to say, you know what? I need to get something from my house. You know, I'm, I'm going to go home for a little bit. We'll, we'll talk, you know, like that would be give him space to feel or whatever if he was mentored on how to do that. But instead he expresses yeah. the anger through a threat and, a, and yes. a hurtful statement, which is like, you know, the kids yeah. know it's going to sting. When you tell someone I'm never going to be your friend again, it's, it's like, it's a threat and a hurtful statement combined, right? It's like, but it is the go-to. Yes. It is the go-to. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. And they can learn. They can. Yeah. They can learn to do it differently. It's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. What a wonderful conversation, Maggie. I mean, I know people are going to be so inspired when they listen to this. I know we have a lot of homeschool parents, too, who teach their kids at home. And 
I know you guys are going to be so inspired um, with what Maggie has taught us today. And and for those of you who have school kids in preschool or or the you know public school system, wherever they are, you know, be an advocate for what Maggie has taught us today. Be an advocate to bring this type of work into your school system. And and with that said, Maggie, can you tell us a little bit more about where we can find out more information about the Peaceful Project? Is there a way to submit a request to get you? I mean, because re- I'm ready. I would like to submit the request. I want to volunteer. I want to have you guys come to San Diego. Encinitas is ready and open for the Peaceful Project to come teach. So sign us up. Where do we find you? Tell us about everything. All that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. If, if you go to www.thepeacefulproject.org, You will find us. And there is a page on there about volunteering. There's a page on there about making requests. You can read about everything that we offer. And so we can talk to you if you want to bring community and unity to your school, if you want to be a part of that. Um, that would be awesome. I'm so ready to bring our programs to San Diego. And what has been the limiting uh, factor here is funding. Right. You know, I'm looking at for grants. There are uh, that if you if people would like to volunteer to research grants oh, in the area that will apply, I will write them. Nice. Um, that's what I do as executive director. I write grants for us to be able to do our programs. So uh, there is on uh, our newly launched uh, website, uh, there is a place where you can, vo- you know, what are you interested in when you volunteer? What would you like to have in your community? Um, so that's all out on the website. We do have a newsletter we send out, a quarterly report, uh, and you could sign up for that out there so you can see what we're doing, where we're going, uh, what our courses have been like, and so on. A lot of information on our impact on our new website. Um, and uh, does that answer everything? I think so. What and then... Need? And um, and how about Instagram and Facebook? Do you guys have a little peaceful project yes. account? Okay, and there's your. We do. We do. You can click on that from our uh, the homepage of our website. From the new website. Okay, cool. Okay. Everything's and, from the website, and they can email me at Maggie at thepeacefulproject.org. I'm happy to hear from everybody. That would be so great. Awesome. And okay, so we'll, we will make sure we link all of that in the show notes. And then there's also a whole parent, hearted parenting website too, right? Is that right, Maggie? There is. It's, okay. It and, is. It's wholeheartedparenting.com. And you're in um, New Mexico, right? And you te- do you still teach yes. in-person classes in that area? I do. Awesome. I do. And I write the parenting column for the Santa Fe New Mexican, which is really fun. Awesome. And, um, yeah. So I do workshops here. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will make sure we put all of that in the show notes page. Maggie, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being here. Thank you so Uh, much. This was so great. Oh, it's wonderful to talk to you both. Thank you. For more info and links to everything we talked about in today's show, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 40. That's freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 40. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.
All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.